Welcome back, everybody, uh, to the City Boys Pod. Um, big day for us, Staten. Big day. Um, yeah. As you know, this is oh, – we'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. uh, we got Staten Kent here, America's co-host, the world's co-host, as we always know, um, the people's co-host. People's co-host. Uh, I am Akron Lee. Um, I just want to say uh, start things off, and I'll let Staten add in here whenever he wants. Um, just – we want to say a big thank you to everyone that kind of helped us launch our YouTube last week. Uh, it was big for us. It was, I know it was kind of a fun, goofy little episode. It was our first drink review, but, um, you know, couldn't thank you guys enough for pushing it, reposting it on social media, um, really helping us get things started. Uh, other than that, um, you know, thank you guys. Uh, it, it was great. Thank you for all the support, listens, watches, subscriptions, all that good stuff. So, Anything you want to add on that front? Yeah, no, I just uh, want back up on what he was saying. Uh, no, we really appreciate everything you guys have done for us, man. Um, like I said, season finale, uh, final season, or final episode of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's been a pretty enjoyable ride here, and we'll, we really appreciate all you guys joining us um, for the most part. It has been fun. It's very exciting. Uh, we're definitely getting prepared for season two, so expect a lot more reviews. Drink reviews, food reviews, different things like that. A different lot sounds. More, exactly. Different sounds, different software, um, a little more personal stuff, things like that. Try to expand a lot of, you know, reviews or conversations and whatnot. But uh, no, nah, just going back to what I was saying earlier, man, I, we really appreciate you guys. And man, uh, just stay along for this little ride, this little journey we're going on, man, because we're going to take it far and we would like for all y'all to be there. Yeah. Chasing that dream. That's what it's about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Without further ado, though, kind of want to kick things off here. We're going to start off a little bit, um, don't want to say backwards, but a little bit, you know, out of order, just because I know we always usually start with sports first. But mm-hmm. for all you pop culture fans out there, we're going to get into some good stuff. Uh, uh, first and foremost, we're going to get into some show reviews and predictions. Um, I guess start from the top here. I know I've been trying to get Staten to watch it for a while, and he's finally gotten into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Invasion. Um probably one of the top shows on Apple TV. I talked about it a couple episodes ago um, for all you sci-fi fanatics out there. Uh, really, really picked up in season two. I'm on, I think I'm on episode five of season two, so I haven't fully finished it yet. But uh, my guy here, uh, he's finally fu- fully fully invested in it. Uh, what episode are you on and kind of where are you Currently going? Currently on episode seven, season one. Uh, about to be on episode you know, eight, finish up with that season, jump into season two. But uh, no, I'm just jumping right into my review right now. For kind of spoiler free, uh, for anybody that is interested in Apple or interested in Invasion on Apple TV, it's a pretty good show. Uh, it's definitely sci-fi. It definitely revolves around aliens, but I think it's more about the people uh, kind of being affected by this whole thing. It's jumping back and forth between different lives and whatnot, and I like it because it's very suspenseful. It's very drama heavy, so it spends a lot on you know. It does. Yeah, a lot on you know. There's aliens, yeah, but it's not. I think, it, it, like you say, it will pick up in season two. But yeah. to me, it's definitely very suspenseful. I think it's what kind of drawed me in. So, um, where are you at now? Where would you rate it on a scale of one to ten? Currently, I would get, I was go, I was tweeling back and forth, right, with my rating. I'll give it about like an eight point five to nine. It's up there. You know what I mean? It's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it's good. Um, like I said, for anybody out there that is interested in sci-fi, interested in aliens, interested in a drama relating around people dealing with a apocalyptic end of the world kind of thing going on, 
Um, definitely pick it up. It is somewhat of a slow burn first couple episodes, but once you get into the meat of everything, it definitely picks up. So shout to Apple TV's Invasion. Definitely a dope show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll close out that Invasion segment here with really – I think I'll give it – I'll give it a nine out of ten. I'll give it a nine out of ten. Once you once you get into season two, you'll really see it start to pick up and mm-hmm. start to up here on the arc. You know, up here mm-hmm. and it's trending up. Great show. Um, another show that we kind of both started watching, uh, Goosebumps. Uh, we just ended November here, but the big one of the biggest shows of October was Goosebumps over there on uh, Hulu and Disney Plus. Uh, if you haven't got to check it out, go go check it out. Uh, Great cast of young actors. I'm not too familiar with them. Uh, I know they've been in some good stuff, but uh, it's a uh, it's a great show uh, for all you childhood Goosebumps fans. If you ever read the books, things of that nature, I think it's got off, gotten off to a great start. Where I think we're on episode five right now on my side. Uh, mm-hmm. You said you finished it, or you caught up to episode eight? I'm caught up right now on episode seven. Uh, I need to watch episode eight. Yeah, but uh, let's give you a review real quick. What you think about the show so far? <sighs> I'm going to go 8.5 here. Uh, It's really, really got, really got off to a good start. Uh, Each episode, uh, I'm not going to go into spoilers too much here uh, for anybody that has not watched it or finished it. Uh, But each episode's basically a a different book uh, in the R.L. Stein series. Obviously, you got the Night of the Living Dummy, the one with the mask, um, the worms. I mean, there's all kinds of different stuff. It's crazy. But it's 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 been it's been a good watch so far. I would definitely give that an eight point five. What would you give that? Man. <laughs> I would give it about six point five. Seven. Okay. Um, Ooh, a little bit lower. A little I'll bit be I'll be upfront with everybody. Like I said, it's a pretty good show. Obviously, it's on Disney Plus, so it's more oriented towards kids. I like I said, Goosebumps was never like meant for be like a super gory show but i remember the goosebumps from the 90s and just growing up and seeing some of the reruns it a was a bit more graphic a little more more graphic a little more like kind of in your face more um, for the adult audience yeah exactly you know what i mean it, it it was goosebumps you know it was scarier um a little more in, in drawing it was more of an anthology series uh with this series is more i guess chron- not chronological but more the story's tied in together but it's just each episode's tied around Right. A specific uh, thing like the mask or Night of the Living Dummy or th- different things like that. Yeah, um, I would say that I'm I'm cool with it. It's there, but it's not something that I'm like, man, I need to see season two. I you know if they do bring on season two. So a lot of it, a lot for you, it yeah. sounds like it hinges on the finale and where where it's headed. Exactly. No. It, yeah. Okay. That's where it fringes on for me. It's okay. just because. It's cool, but it's not bringing me in all the way. And I think okay. it's just because they're not fleshing out a lot of what I remember from the original Goosebumps series. Like, with the, like I said, one of my favorite episodes was The Mask, you know, The Haunted Mask. And, uh, you know, Night of Living Dummy, obviously. Uh, you know, Werewolf of Fever Swamp, that was a pretty cool one, you know, um, which I hope they also do that episode. That would really be Yeah, dope. The Werewolf has to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. Uh, granted, like I said, we haven't finished it yet, but it's mm-hmm. been it's been a good watch so far. We just need it to uh, we need to see where the ending's going. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, I'd give it a little bit higher, but hey, I respect a good six point five seven. Yeah. I mean, I'll keep it up front with y'all. Um, <laughs> like I said, it, if you are interested in Goosebumps, if you are a fan of R.O. Stein's work, um, I recommend checking it out. Definitely is 
worth the watch, but um, that's just my honest opinion. Yeah. Keep it, keep it buck with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Goosebumps, uh, we kind of want to get into just a couple of previews here. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I do. I I will fault Should myself here. I need I need to watch I need to watch the trailer here. But uh, Echo uh, just dropped a trailer for the new one of the new Marvel series that's coming out in January for all you Marvel fanatics. We are big superhero fans over here on this side as well. Obviously, we love Marvel. DC is cool. I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I, I like DC. I like the comics for DC a lot better. Batman's obviously cool, but mm-hmm. uh, Echo here, uh, going back to the Marvel side of things, um, spin off of Hawkeye, um, bringing back our favorite characters such as uh, Wilson Fisk, Mr. Kingpin from the Daredevil series, as well as Daredevil, it looks like. Um, I guess share your thoughts on the trailer and what expectations you have for the show. I gotta go ahead. I gotta go ahead. <laughs> Man, had you had you had you jumping up? <laughs> that was my honest reaction seeing trailer, man. Um, for everybody out there that hasn't checked it out or has checked it out, man, it was definitely really dope. I see that Marvel's trying to get back to what Netflix was trying to do originally with the Daredevil series, was be more of that graphic, more mature audience. Um, a lot of blood, a lot of action. Uh, really focuses a lot on more of the action aspect. I don't feel like it's a Disney Marvel series. You know right. what I mean? I think with a lot of Marvel stuff nowadays, they've gone for more of the family jokey route instead of kind of being more serious in the pocket, which they can get their jokes off, but I think it's been more of like a laugh track reel type of joke <clears> versus <throat> natural joke. But right. no, this uh, series definitely looks really dope. It's very violent, very grim. Um, a lot more action, lot like more you were action, saying, in uh-huh. your face, oh, like yeah. getting you to the edge of your seat mm-hmm. type of thing. It's awesome seeing King. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's awesome seeing Kingpin back to being what he originally was from the Daredevil series on Netflix. Right. Um, seeing Daredevil back, that was a pretty dope shot to see. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be there come January, uh, front row and center. So it's going to be a good. Got, one. Get your popcorn ready, folks, because oh, yeah. it's going to be a lot of action, a lot of new character development. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be exciting because it's bringing a lot of more new characters as Marvel is trying to do uh, with some of their newer projects out, obviously, uh, after the OG days of the Infinity Saga. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited, definitely excited for that. Just by what he's telling me, I'm already going to give the expectations of a nine, a nine. I expect that to ten. be good. Nine, ten, ten out of ten, ten. twelve out of ten. twelve, you know, <laughs> twelve, fourteen, <laughs> one of those things. But it's going to be it's going to be amazing and I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> another show for all you sci-fi and monster gurus out there, uh, Godzilla is coming out with a spinoff, uh, on Apple TV called Monarch, really about the organization that knows about the monsters, knows about what's going on. It looks like it's got Kurt Russell and John Goodman in it. Uh, John Goodman is in it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's going to be fantastic. So for all you, uh, big time actor fans out there, uh, definitely would recommend checking this out. I hope it. I hope it's high on Rotten Tomatoes because it looks like it's going to be a solid 8 to 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to go on the record and say I think it's going to be pretty high. What do you think? Man, I'm so, I'm shocked that Apple TV's like whole budget because I know that they've been struggling with some with some shows. I know they got Ted Lasso on there, obviously Invasion. The um, Morning Show, I think, is another one with Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more of a drama series. Uh, Severance. Drama. It's a very good one. If you want to check that out, Severance is yeah. very good. But, uh, yeah, just seeing the budget, man, you wouldn't think that this was, like, a TV show. Right. Um, but, yeah, seeing Kurt Russell, seeing John Goodman <clears throat> back, um, 
looks like there's a lot of action a lot and a lot action. of great mm-hmm. graphics in it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Does it really focus? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Godzilla's in it, but it looks like it's more focused on yeah. the others. Other monsters, exactly. Obviously, See, you had King of the Monsters. You had all that good stuff. But uh-huh. I think it's going to be even more... Monster related, monster oriented, you know, a lot more monsters. A lot more backstory. Backstory, correct. A lot of the other files that we, and other other situations that we don't know about that Monarch has deep within their archives. So, Mm -hmm. uh, very excited. Lots of great actors going on in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, definitely would be tuning in. I think that comes out, what is that, November? November 24th, I think. I think it's November 17th. Yeah, November 17th. November 17th. Death is going to be really good, man. Definitely excited. Mm-hmm. Anything else you got you got to add as far as entertainment shows that you're ready for? Movies. I know Captain Marvel's coming out. Um, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes for all you movie gurus out there. Uh, November's kind of a big month for movies, I would wow. say as well. Uh, real quick, you got anything to add for those two? Oh man, so uh, we just got done wrapping up Gen V. Um, I'm okay. still on. I'm still on the second to last episode, which is really good. If it's uh, if you're really what you are in superheroes, we know if he ain't if it ain't, he ain't got a superhero <laughs> or some. I ain't watching it. it. I ain't watching, watching it. it. So this show definitely got some superheroes in it, just for yeah. you to check out. But uh, I'm on the second to last episode, of Gen V. It's Do very... you have to watch the boys to watch Gen V? That's no. what I'm really. No, you don't have to. As long as you know who's originally in, okay. Because um, the, the main boys. character in Gen V, she was in the boys. She was correct. In the boys, okay. No. So oh, no, she she was not. No. Oh, so okay. a couple of new characters that they introduced, like uh, I don't want to, no spoilers, but they introduced a couple of characters from the comic. Um, obviously, they have returning characters from the boys, um, the original boys series. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely a really good one to check out. Uh, I'd highly recommend for you for everybody, you know, watching. Um, Loki. Oh my god. You seen Loki? Or have I, I haven't, and you, you made me very timid to start watching. Yeah, so that's why I haven't yet. Say right now. Uh, if there was a boo option, I would boo this. I would boo this show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it needs to laugh. I really need to laugh. Was not off to uh, a great start. Huh? Not off to a great start. Wow. Um, I'm gonna keep it as spoiler free as possible for everybody that doesn't check it out or is waiting for the whole series to come out for y'all to check it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another show I really want to talk about is Loki. And I know you haven't heard. You know what I mean? I don't want to. No, you haven't started the show, and for anybody that's still waiting for the show to come out, I know you made me nervous. You I made tried, me nervous. I tried. Not I've to seen season nervous. one, uh huh, but season two, I'm I'm timid. Season two is a whole lot of nothing. I'm gonna tell you right now. Wow. I'm not gonna ruin or spoil it for anybody. This is very interested, but um, just a hot take. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a nice cold take. I think a lot of people were very disappointed. I know, like a lot of Marvel fans out there, you know, they're trying to support anything that comes out that's Marvel related. But for me, um, a whole lot of nothing going on. You're not going to miss a lot if you do don't see the show. It's just there, and I think the biggest thing that I took away from it was the writer strike. It's just kind of taking a hit. I think the writing was just not there. Story was wasn't really there. Um, a whole lot of nothing. That's all I'm going to really say. But uh, well, very disappointed. Yeah, shocked. it's bad. Um, just this whole drought we've been on with a lot of Marvel movies, man. They're trying to get back to the drawing board, and it's just bad right now. Yeah. But I'm really hoping that, you know, the Marvels is a good show, or not a good show, but a good movie. Just so they can kind of get redeemed a little bit. And I would hate for uh, those actresses to take a hit because of the state of Marvel. So, wow. Very kind of disappointing. So we're going to we're gonna go on the downside of things and just give that a big old 
big old one of those. Yeah. Big old one of yeah. those. Um, yeah. Trying to trying to cope with that, but <sighs> yeah. Outside of that Loki series, though, um, Captain um, Marvel, uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, like we said, I, I know it's a big movie month. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quickly here, what are your quick uh, early expectations for those? Uh, I'm sorry, the Marvels, not Captain Marvel. My apologies. Yeah, the Marvels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you got? Got you. Other games, prequel. I will give it a nine. Definitely looks interesting. Uh, definitely into how the Hunger Games. It's it's a prequel, but it's not like the very first Hunger Games. It's what the tenth. It's annual? about how Coriolanus. Exactly. If I'm pronouncing that right. Coriolanus Snow uh, kind of kind came of to be. Uh-huh. Um, essentially, it's more about his backstory, what he went through in the games, and him being a participant. It looks like, but a lot great actors as well. Mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is in it. Uh, good cast of young actors. It looks Raul like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, amazing actors and actresses. Uh, what do you think? I think it's gonna be really good. Uh, nine. Um, very interesting what they what they do. I just hope they don't go like the route of Fantastic Beasts, uh, the whole Harry Potter spinoff. Yeah. I love the first one. I really couldn't care less for the other two that came out afterwards. Um, but yeah, I'm just really hoping that <laughs> it's a good one, which I think is going to be a very good one. So I will give it a nine. Yeah, from the trailers alone. Trailer wise. Yeah, I'll give it a nine. Mm-hmm. I'll second that. I think it's going to be great. Uh, the Marvels, excited for maybe where the story's going. I just, I that's going to either going to be a big hit or a big miss. I'm going to go on the record and say that either big hit or a big miss. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think for the Marvels? What I think they should be focusing on personally. Don't try to do too much. Mm-hmm. Just make it fun. Yeah. You know, to make I mean, it that's exciting. All you can do. That's yeah, that's all, all you can do. What they're doing um, right now. Um, with the, you know, with the cards they've been handed, I think what they need to do is focus more on more of the Shazam route, man. Shazam kind of came out the blue. The first Shazam kind of came out the blue, was different, and yeah. was very exciting. It was fun. It was easy, straightforward. I think that's what they need to focus on. Ninety minute out the theater, yeah. so that's how I see it. Well, I'm very excited. Um, I, I think things are looking up from the movie standpoint. I'm glad the strike is over. Um, lots of great stuff in the pop culture world that is coming out. One last thing. Sorry, sorry, no, you're sorry. good. Go ahead. Invincible, <laughs> Invincible just dropped. So please. Oh, anybody, go check it out. It's on Amazon I Prime. Love Invincible, For all you man. animated superhero fans out there, uh, obviously it's more of an adult show. Mm-hmm. Go check out Invincible Season 2. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> awesome show. Uh, J.K. Simmons, awesome. Uh, I am going to watch episode one as soon as I get home tomorrow. Go check and it I'll out. let you know. Please check it out. I'm going to check it out this week as well. An awesome, awesome series. Okay. So outside of that, uh, we're going to kind of transition here um, and maybe uh, maybe get into our sports segment of things here. It's about that time. Um, really, really, really looking forward to uh, <laughs> NBA things here. Uh, we're about to have a little bit of a dialogue here. Oh, my God. Uh, before we get into our teams, Lakers, Rockets, before we get into our teams and where they're shaking out right now, uh, we'll get to that in a sec because I'm going to have some hot takes. Um, NBA in-season tournament is starting this week. I think it started tomorrow. I'm going to go on the record and say I don't know too much about it. I'm not going to pretend that I know the brackets. Like It's kind of hard to follow for me. Maybe it's not hard to follow for you guys, and I would love to 
y'all comment, comment on this episode, comment on our, our social media posts and really let me know if, if, if I'm wrong here, but I don't, it's kind of hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your predictions to about, I'm sorry, what are your early predictions for how it's going to shake out, what it means for the season? And what do you, I mean, what, did you understand the bracket at all? So the bracket is very confusing. I know the NBA, to me, I'm going to keep it a buck 50 with y'all. I'm going to keep it as honest as possible because it's something that's kind of stupid and something that they're trying to integrate. And I don't know if they're trying to integrate because they want more fan engagement or they're down sales, which I don't know why, because NBA is NBA and one of the best sports on God's green earth. <laughs> um I think that the the courts and the whole tournament system is just a way to implement new city jerseys, uh, to implement uh, cute little you know courts or whatnot. They want to do it for the in season, but they don't want to do it for finals, um, yeah. which is just disappointing. Yeah, I think the courts for the in season tournament already look better than what they got cooking up in the finals oh, these yeah. past few years. Let's just be honest. Oh yeah. Um, I think you know I'm just gonna predict that it's going to be very confusing for fans. Uh, I haven't even looked at the brackets yet. I'm going to be honest with you just because it hasn't even like <clears throat> interests me to, there's no point. Um, just cause it's just engagement. If it has something to do with NBA with the, which I thought that's what they're going to do with the, uh, the, uh, all-star break. I thought they were going to have the, you know, championship at all-star break to replace possibly replace or like an extra game to the all-star game. Which, if that was a game plan, that would uh, that would work. I wouldn't be cool with that. But from right. what I'm looking at with the brackets and the whole in season tournament, I'm not a huge fan. I'm really not. I'm not either. I, I feel like the play in tournament was all they needed, and I feel like that already adds enough great flair and intrigue to the end of the season when you have these teams fighting and and really duking it out for the second half of the seeding for the playoffs. But mm-hmm. in season tournament, I, I think it's going to be okay reviews. I know they're really trying to get uh, ratings for it, but other than that, I think. You know, it's just hard to follow. Uh, I don't know how to gauge it. I, I, I think I'm just going to – I'm going to blindly pick here and say I got the Nuggets or the the Lakers doing fairly well in it. And then on the east side, I think I got the Bucks. Dame's looking pretty good in a Bucks jersey. And mm-hmm. um, maybe the Heat or somebody sneaking up. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be, at least if nothing else, something to keep an eye on, uh, especially for seeding implications early on in the season. So mm-hmm. – uh, we'll see what it's shaking out to be. Uh, we really will. Um, other than uh, that, oh, go I, ahead. No, go I, ahead. I got you. I got you. If you if we're going to do reviews, I got you. If we're going to do, not reviews, but if we're going to do picks, these are my picks. I got I got Clippers and I got Nuggets, to be honest with you. I don't think the Lakers are at that point where they're really, they're competitive, but they're missing a piece. They're missing a couple of guys to get them going. So in the West, I have the Clippers and Nuggets. As far as the East goes, I definitely have the Bucks, and I definitely have the Boston Celtics. I put Boston Celtics. Boston's got a big over. five, man. They got a big five. We got Drew Holiday out there. You got yeah. JT and JB. They're a sleeper pick. Kristaps was a huge pickup. Man, he was a huge pickup. And so I, I, I will put Boston over Milwaukee. But those are the top two teams I see coming out of East in terms of this whole NCAA tournament championship thing. Okay. Boston's a sleeper pick, man. They're they're flying on the radar. Pick. No one's winning at all. What you talking about? <laughs> I'm a Laker fan, but that Boston team. That Boston good. team. They they got a bunch of Hemi's and Hemi Neutrons over Hemi there. Hemi Neutrons for real. For real. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jason Tatum. He's on my fantasy team and he's carrying <laughs> me right now. Other than that, uh, yeah, 
lots of great, lots of great teams competing in it at least. So uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Mm-hmm. Um, staying on the talk of the NBA here, let's get into our little bit of reviews here. Let's let's cut to the chase. Um, real quick here, what are your early reactions to how the Lakers are doing? I thought, stay with me now. We just lost to the Magic. That ruined my night. We suck. We are not making the playoffs this year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I uh, know. Did um, they really lose to the They Magic? lost oh. 101 to 120. Like, huh, they're just they're taking night. See, that's the thing. You know, with LeBron James, you're going to take nights off, and that's kind of issue with him as of right now. You're in year 21. You're going to take nights off. AD has been struggling. It's it, you're dropping more and more out of that top seven percent, top seven players in the world, man. He's up there in top. Tw- he's he's about to end up in top twenty, man, in my opinion, because he's not played to where he needs to be playing at. Who's that? You're talking about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, yeah, but- yeah. I- <laughs> the key for him is just health. Yeah, Anthony Davis just needs to stay healthy. I think as long as he's in there, he makes them a contender, but. Is his health and his mindset. Can he now? play all 82 games? Uh-huh. I mean, that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I expect him not to play all 82, but can he play over 60? He can play – I can see him playing over 60 this year. Uh, 65, 70. I think he'll miss some pretty uh, – not crucial time, but I think he'll miss some games. Overall, as far as what I see from Lakers, that was a huge win we did have over the Clippers. I will take that. LeBron James going out there. Excuse me. Again, a job done. Um, him, D'Angelo Russell, uh, AD putting some putting some work. But uh, they're just too wishy-washy for me, man. You show up one night and then you lose to inferior team. You play down your you play down your competition, and then you try to upplay your competition and kind of lose in the stretch. The yeah. fake Laker comebacks. We, as a Laker fan, all the Laker fans out there listening, you know those fake comebacks mm. we having, and then we lose by five. Yep. But it's here and there. Man. It's it's here and there. Um, <laughs> we got, yeah, <laughs> we got the rocket. Look, I'm gonna cut to the chase here and be honest with you. We're kind of glancing at the TV here. We got the rockets right here on in the background in our beautiful TV in our backyard here, and uh, they have not gotten off to a stellar start this season. Mm-hmm. They're looking like uh, the backyard agains on defense the playing soft. <laughs> Uh, mixed in with a little bit of oh, the man, uh, the bad news bro. bears on offense because I don't know what we're running. Um, <laughs> mind you, post game tonight they're playing Sacramento Kings. It's very early on in the season. Two and one Kings, one and three Rockets. We'll see what happens. Um, other than that, though, Fred VanVleet's looked great. Jabari Smith is getting off the schneid, and I think the biggest thing for them is just chemistry. Can they put together a couple more wins here in a row? Uh, really tie things together, and if they go on a little too many game three, four-game win streak, I think that their chemistry is definitely improving. So mm-hmm. um, right now, obviously not uh, a flashy team by any means. It's going to be group, a lot of group play, a lot of nights where if they're, if our starters are averaging over 20-plus points a game and playing through Shingun like they should, um, that that's a team I'll rock with. That's a team I'll rock with. Not a team that where you know, guys are having – Struggling nights and relying on just Dylan Brooks or just Shingun. It has to be collectively 15 to 20 points from each starter every night, which is great. Jalen Green's got to improve. He's got to he's got to take that next that third year leap. He's got to cement himself as a 25 point per game scorer and a leader. Granted, Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks are our vets now. Mm-hmm. They're our leaders, but 
Jalen Green's got to he's got to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. I'm just going to go on record and say that. Dylan Brooks has been fantastic, though. Um, he's kind of outplayed above everyone's expectations. Um, but we'll see. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to make the playoffs or even the plan. But I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to finish 15th in the West again. I think they're going to improve, and I think they'll be fighting for a 10th or 11th spot. I'm sorry, 10th or 9th spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens um, if they go on a mini win game streak, or I'm sorry, win streak here uh, by a few. Few amount of games uh, while they're here at home in Houston for the next week and a half. I think it'll be it'll be good for them. Mm. But those are just my hot takes and super relatives. I, I, Dylan Brooks, Van Vliet, great. Jabari Smith improving. Jalen Green, bad, needs to improve. Okay. Well, I got a quick question for you because it was dawning in my mind right now. So obviously, historically, Houston Rockets usually win through either trades or through draft. Do you think that they're going to possibly be able to win through a trade? Or do you think they're going to be able to pick the right guys for near future in the draft to get to where they were with Harden and all those guys? Um, I think it's I think you stick with the draft picks that we've already gotten. I mean, uh, I wish he was on the floor right now. He sprained his ankle the other night. But Amin Thompson was our latest high draft pick at number four. Um, I think him, Jalen Green, Jabari, those are your young pillars. I think now it's time to keep. Yeah, I think you need one more solid vet, whether it's a backup or a sixth man. I think that's what you go after. I think these guys are going to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe ceiling in the next couple of years would be a fifth seed. Mm-hmm. Lowest would be not making the playoffs. Just like I mean, obviously we we have a lot of room to grow, uh, but we sh- we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I guess let me ask you this: LeBron's not going to be there forever. It, that's likewise with the Lakers. Do you think they stick with the vets, or they're going to need to go after someone young here? Um, LeBron's son. <laughs> Hopefully, obviously, I'm, I'm, thinking about his health. I we want him to, uh, to play with USC this year. Hopefully he can. We're um, going to go back and forth because I got a question and you got me a question, right? So I'm going to answer your question. Um, Obviously, LeBron ain't going to play forever. Father time is undefeated. I think LeBron James is going to try to wing out what he possibly can do for the Lakers because I think L.A. has been good to him. He really enjoys it. I mean, L.A. You've been to L.A. I've been to L.A. Oh, yeah. Nice place to be around. Nice place. I, mean? I don't know that I could live there, but it's, it's yeah. been great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great it's, to visit. Yeah. It's a cool place. You know what I mean? There's a lot to get into. But obviously, time, uh, Father Time's undefeated. Um, I think that LeBron is going to play as long as he possibly can. I think he is going to try to find a way to play with his son for at least a season, maybe two. Um, even at year 21, he's obviously still competing. If he were to t- retire next year, it's just because of his family, for, because of family things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he can still play for another, like, four or five seasons. I'm not going to lie to you. That uh, Tom Brady echelon yeah, exactly. of playing into, late into his exactly. 40s or mid-40s. Wow. Okay. okay. But as okay. far as the Lakers' future, I wouldn't be surprised if they went ahead and kind of built it more around AD, kind of expected him. I think they would come the Pelicans 2.0, where they were kind of relying on AD at that point, but – it's not 22, 23-year-old AD. This is 28, 29, 30-year-old 30 30 AD. plus-year-old yeah. AD. Yeah, this is so. this is a, a different a different can of, can of mm-hmm. beans here. So let, hey, we'll see we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, you know, two franchises in a little bit different directions mm-hmm. right now. Uh, one's trying to improve. One's trying to to crack that tier of the Nuggets. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised if you know you hear 
you got to look at guys from smaller markets, man. You're looking at a John jo Morant possibly could leave the Grizzlies. You know what I mean? If they're not in that position to where they can move forward, right? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Jason Tatum might be trying to move. I'm not trying to say that up in the air. I'm just saying, like, you don't know what happens because L.A. is a luxury kind of place that people want to play at. You know what I mean? It is. It's so, a destination. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't think as long as that purple and gold's there in, in L.A., it's going to mm-hmm. forever. It's always going to be a destination. Yeah, exactly. Um, with that being said, let's kind of uh, – I got uh, – oh, 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 oh. I had a oh, question what you for you. Got? I got what a question got? for you. I got okay, a question for up. you. I'm okay, ready. Okay. Let me hear it. What you okay. got? <laughs> so, obviously, you were trying to say you're going to rebuild and all those stuff in between. So, obviously, we know the news. So, you know, last time <laughs> we spoke, Harden was originally in Philly. Now, he's in L.A. With Harden in L.A., do you think that Embiid might be wanting to run it up in Houston and possibly <laughs> be the next Akeem Olajuwon? What do you think? What do you think if they were trying to get him? <laughs> he going to look real nice in that Rockets red, baby. He going to look real nice. Given another year, I think Embiid's – I think he could very well be on his way out next summer. Uh-huh. Crazier things have happened. Uh, if they don't win the – if they don't advance or even get in the – or win the playoffs – I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Win enough to where they make the first round of the playoffs. I don't think that it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna end well. I think they're gonna blow up that team again. They're gonna. Mm-hmm. They have done nothing, and Embiid's an MVP now. Mm-hmm. He should be almost a two, maybe three time MVP. But I don't. I don't see him staying there long. Long story short, it very well could be a possibility. We got the draft capital uh, and the money to uh, bring a guy like mm-hmm. Embiid in. So I, I do see that as a potential possibility. He ain't a young man either. That's the thing. No, he's um, 27, 28, 29. I think he's yeah, he's, he's in that he's in that ballpark. You know, he's yeah. up there with AD and them. I think that you know if he wants to stay up there and, and hopefully they can go get a guy, you know, make it work. But Philly's a cool market, but I think that excuse me with a coach like Ime Yudoka, who I can tell he's really trying to do something. He obviously did something with the Boston Celtics. Made him very competitive. Uh, have him go get it out there and go get it. I think he's going to have really great things going for as far as for Rockets' future. Adding that kind of guy in there, obviously keeping other guys, you know, Jalen Green's of the world, Cam Whitmore's of the world off the bench. Hopefully a starter. He's really, really good. Hopefully a starter. Uh, they can really shake some stuff up if they do get him. So, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Lots of exciting things to come uh, in the future. Lots of, lot of, you know, what ifs, and we shall see if some of those what if, what ifs turn into uh, is nows. <laughs> so we'll find out. That'll be great. Um, staying in the kind of the athlete world here, though, I kind of I want to transition to to our final final topic here of the episode. Uh, we're gonna pair. We're gonna compare uh, all time greats. No. Uh, all time greats. I'm going to explain how this conversation got brought up, all right? So, for everybody that doesn't know, I am a huge LeBron fan. You know, I am a Bron. Sexual. I live, <laughs> breathe, and eat, sleep. All LeBron James, man. I love LeBron James. Um, he's my guy, my go-to guy. And we were hanging out on the game the other day talking, chatting up. And we thought we should ask each other the question. Who was your, who was your top? Who are the best goats, goats of all time? I think let's each do a list of three. Three? Got you. Uh, we're going to have some shakeups here, okay? We're going to have some shakeups mm-hmm. here. So, without further ado, as our audience, 
uh, was giving us a round of applause. <laughs> I'm going to go Michael Phelps, number one. Okay. Michael Jordan, number two. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, number three. Oof. I know Tom Brady's got one more ring than Jordan. Two different sports, obviously. That is my top three. What do you think? And then okay. get to yours after that. But what do you anyway, think? I, no, I'm gonna tell you what I think. I'm gonna like, ask you. No, first off, let's do this. I'm gonna ask you why'd you pick those guys? A brief description. Why'd you pick each one? Why'd you come? I had those? first of all because I, well, I had to narrow it down to three. Honorable uh-huh. mention: Muhammad Ali. He's one of the goat of goats. Uh-huh. But um, Michael Phelps is, I mean, one of the most all-time winning athletes in the world mm-hmm. on a global scale. I mean. Mm-hmm. He did things we'd never seen an athlete do when it came to the Olympics. So that was just – it was just flat-out amazing. Second, Jordan, I mean, transcended a whole generation. And the NBA, I don't think, would be what it is today without him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big pillar for the sport. And Tom Brady, seven rings. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hard to do in football, let alone any sport. Seven championships is crazy. So uh, that is why I chose that. Those are my goats. Who are your goat of goats? I'm going to go. And this, is one, this is my route. This is where I'm going to go, okay? All right. As far as – I'm going to go you're different. There's a couple of – I'm going to go. This is what different off, route here. Different route. I'm, I'm going to jump off of what comes off the top of my mind. I would say Barry Bonds baseball-wise. I mean, Barry everybody Bonds. loves some Barry Bonds, right? Yeah, Regardless was, of no rings. He was he was he was, he was, he was, he was, he was it right here. No, um, Barry Bonds. I want to say probably Conor McGregor. I like you. Oh, okay. I say Conor McGregor. Switching it and up. I'll go NFL wise. I would say Peyton Manning, and I guess I'll give my reasons why. So Barry Bonds, as far as everybody knows, regardless, forget about the steroids. Steroids make you hit harder, but you got to be able to hit the ball in the first place, right? Um, I think just outside, like, the whole no championship stuff and whatnot, the whole steroids thing kind of ruined his whole legacy. You – there's no one – and this just goes out – I love – I love baseball when they were doing steroids. I'm going to be up front with you guys. Like, baseball, like everybody was way to the gills. Mark McGuire. Hey, shout Sosa. out to Dusty Baker making right. it through that era. Cause oh I know that God. was a tough era, but Ooh. there was there was some people hitting moonshots during moon the void era. Shots, man. Man. No, but I think that he really – baseball was cool. It's always been America's sport, obviously. Um, but I think that at that period in time with Barry Bonds out there, with all those different guys out there, you know, you had Ken Griffey Jr., um, Ken Griffey, all time great. Oh yeah, all time great. Uh, that was a time. Oh yeah, obviously Big Poppy, you know, Aaron and all those guys. Derek um, Jeter, yeah. Derek Jeter. I think that at that point, that's when baseball really felt like. And my dad's a huge baseball fan, so that's when baseball really felt like baseball. It felt like you can lock in and watch. Um, it it, it was kind of similar to like football. You know, you sit down and watch football, or you sit down and watch early. You know, NBA, you know, with Kobe and all those guys and right. McGrady and all those guys. Uh, he really put baseball to me in more of the stratosphere for everybody else, you know. It was different. It, it was different. It, it was just a different era, you exactly. know. Exactly. It was just one of those things where in the in the moment I feel like and obviously this was a little bit before our times, but in the moment, you know, it was enjoyable because you 
everybody knew they were doing steroids, yeah, but it was yeah, just yeah. a different. It, it was it enjoyable was in the sense that it was flash. It, it, it was, was flashy. flashy for the audience. Oh man, um, that's, that's <laughs> the whole Royd thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's stupid. They they did that to themselves, and that, yeah. there's a reason they're not in the Hall of Fame. They they should not have done that. However. I mean, now, it was entertaining. It, it was, was entertaining, entertain- but I don't think it should keep them out the Hall of Fame. I think that you should lose some championships, obviously, but I don't think it's like you get to keep everything, but you don't get in the Hall of Fame, right? You feel of me? course, especially like Mark McGuire, who's a champion and whatnot. You know, yeah. Um, as far as going to my other goat, I pick Conor McGregor because if you're are you are you a, are you a UFC fan? I am. I'm not a huge fanatic of it, so I'm not going to sit here and say uh-huh. that I know. I know. Um, a couple of fighters, but obviously everybody knows McGregor's of the world. The uh, Nate Diaz is uh, Khabib. I mean, mm. lot, lots of great fighters to mm. come through the UFC. Excuse me, but um, I, I, I'm just going to go on the record and say, who, who was your third? It was Peyton Manning after McGregor. Peyton Manning. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go on the record and say that is a very unconventional route, and I like it. I think that's yeah, a, yeah. A, a great. It's a great list yeah. because it's different, and McGregor. Let's be honest. He he helped elevate from like what was it, twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen. Really helped elevate the UFC, UFC yeah. And still can um, if he comes back comes back and fights again. Um, he he transcended it, did a lot mm-hmm. for the sport. So basically, I, I know not everybody likes him, but he he's entertaining. No, I he's just love one of those guys. McGregor, man. Um, I, I pick him as a goat just because I think. Like you were saying earlier, he really carried us over during that time when John Jones was getting into his whole legal issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, outside of Octagon, you know, right he was failing yeah. a lot of his tests and whatnot. Yeah. So McGregor, who he's not just a phenomenal fighter, but you've got to be able to talk, man. He's one of the few dudes that can talk and sell a fight. And every time his name pops up, you're going to be there. He's talking the talk. Exactly. Me- talking media the talk. for the media or not, he's talking. Exactly. The talk. He's entertaining. He keeps you intrigued, invested. Mm-hmm. You know. And he, yeah, no, I think I think it was great for the sport. It truly was. It's phenomenal for a sport, man, because it was a bad time where, you know, it, you couldn't sell. You know, you can't sell a fight if there's no entertainment. Man, I think boxing early boxing. early 2010s was Cause you had some dominating money. the sport. You still had Mayweather, Pacquiao, right? Transitioning from the Oscar De La Hoya era, Marquez, yeah, Margarito, Marquez, all exactly. that. Um, UFC kind of had to had to elevate, right? Had to get that attention of of the audience. So it, it really did. It was there, you know. I mean, I was going to say Chuck Liddell just because I think that he was there, like at the very beginning, kind of really pushed it into where it is now. Definitely, without but, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, but, anything else to add on the UFC? No, that's it. I was yeah. going to move over to Peyton Manning, and I'm yeah. tell you why. Yeah, know, that's what I want to hear. Come I know on. over Brady. I pick him over Brady, and this is why. Pick him over Brady because, to me personally, it's not like the NBA where you play both sides of the, of the ball. With the NFL, you play one side of the ball. And seeing the record and seeing all the things, you have five MVPs, man. No one else has five MVPs in the league. You're a two-time champion. Two-time, you're a two-time champion, you know, Super Bowl MVP. I pit him over Brady just because I think that the Belichick system – even though obviously he's struggling right now. I don't put much blame on Belichick with the whole Patriots situation right now because Mac Jones is Mac Jones. But I think a lot of that system really covered a lot of Brady because imagine what if Brady was playing for the Browns or the Jets. You know what I mean? Like what if yeah. he got drafted in one of those teams? It would have been a completely different Oh, yeah. yeah I, mean, versus, I think Peyton would have been successful wherever he had went. Yeah. 
Yeah. Peyton, I mean, he was for both his teams. He, mm-hmm. he won a ring with each, which was pretty cool. And uh, Shout-out to Peyton Manning again. Him and Eli are awesome on Monday night with uh, Peyton and Eli. They're yeah, a little show that they do. Guys. I think they're better better than Joe Buck and Joe, and, and, Joe uh, Buck and Troy, Troy Aikman. I think that I think that they're inter- because they bring guests on and they they yeah, watch it with you. They're not they they're not just commentators. Will, the Will Ferrell. They'll have Draymond Green oh, on there. Yeah, they'll have yeah, all yeah. kinds of, of awesome personalities. It's, yeah. it's great. But nonetheless, Peyton, I, I I can see that. Yeah, you know he there there there's a little bit more spice, especially him leaving Indianapolis in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, and did it at the right time. Yeah, yeah, I know he got hurt, but Denver took a chance on him, and, and guess what? It paid off. It paid off. Yeah. So, they're competitive, man. Yeah. They, they left yeah. the Tebow and the Kyle Orton eras. And- <laughs> he won his ring and retired after that yeah. and never looked back. Exactly. So good for him. Uh, but nonetheless, I think that's two two great lists, wouldn't yeah. you say? Two great lists, yeah. Arnold, Manch- Man- Arnold Mansions. Arnold Mansions. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Oh, get out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this guy. Tiger Woods, obviously, you know what I mean? Oh, but, uh, some of the lackluster lackeys right. over there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, no, no need to. Uh, no, hope we're not inf- offending any cycle, f- cycle list fans or, uh, or golf fans out there. I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend no. I'm into golf because I'm nope. not. But hey, shout oh, out Jordan Speed. Jordan Speed. But oh, yeah, no. All disrespect. To cyclists, no disrespect to uh, golfers, man. Tiger Woods put them dudes on the map. Yeah. If we keep a buck fifty with you. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, um, <laughs> no, I, two great lists. Um, I think, you know, lots to talk about. Who's to say where we're going to be at in 10 years after Patrick Mahomes retires and yeah. all these other great young athletes coming up in the world. So it, it, it's it's exciting. Um, anything else you you want to add here before we close things out, my friend? That was basically it right there. I appreciate and the conversation. I think this has been a great episode 10. Kind of, kind of, as we get into closing things out here, I want to do, I want to, I want to, I want to give our audience again a round of applause. Season um, one. Season we made one it. In the books. We made in the it books. here. Um, just want to absolutely thank you guys. Thank you guys. You know, <laughs> Just want to absolutely thank you guys for, for you know, making this season fun and, and really kind of getting us off the ground. Season mm-hmm. two, there's going to be a lot more. We got some new tech. I uh, just want to say a big thank you to Riverside um, FM. It's a it's a new platform that we're actually starting with this episode. Uh, and you'll see it more on the virtual side of things, too, as we start recording virtually. But um, it's going to be big for our, view to, uh, our videos. Excuse me. Lots of sounds, lots of... Um, Cool things we can edit, and it has access to Adobe. So big shout out to Riverside for, uh, you know, being a great platform and you know allowing podcasters like us to use it. Anything else you want to add? Uh, before we head out, man, yeah, uh, season one is finally over, um, but it's only beginning. Basically, man, there's a whole season lot more two. Coming. Yeah, stay tuned. Season two, the holidays are coming lot, around. A lot more now that we have the YouTube, and we can. We really got some faces. avenues yeah. to edit and, and really cool audio things of that nature. We're gonna we're gonna do some cool reviews. We got some some vlogs planned and more drink reviews, food reviews, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff planned for you guys. So we'll be stretching our legs a little bit, kind of getting out a little bit, you yeah. know? Yeah, taking it outside the studio, if you will, oh, or, yeah. or the virtual. But yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. So can't mm-hmm. thank you guys enough. Uh, Season one in the books. Stay tuned for more. And season two is going to be a blast. Let's go. See you. See you guys.